Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast Show with Mike Midgley. Hey, and welcome to the Open Mic Podcast. On today's episode, I'm excited to be covering an amazing topic of supporting women in leadership to increase their personal brand. Today's influencer guest is Tamika Sears, the founder of Sears Coaching. And Tamika is based out of a, a place that's close to my own heart, which is Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I've got a lot of friends still in Phoenix from my uh, uh, Infusionsoft days, and uh, it's an amazing place. A little bit hot and sticky out there at the moment, uh, at the time of the recording here in August. Uh, but an amazing place all, all the same. And uh, for those, just to give a little bit of background, Tamika supports women in leadership and helps them increase their personal branding through one-on-one coaching, group coaching and workshops and retreats. Um, and, you know, when I've worked in businesses and organizations and continue to do at executive board level, you know, the importance for organizations, you know, to adopt, it's not just equality and diversity in the 21st century. That's a given. It's, it's the cost of acceptance in business today. Uh, but, you know, it's important that that happens throughout their companies, um, you know, and, you know, to provide those equal opportunities. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honored really that there's, so many people like Tamika uh, championing this cause, driving and being a, a channel to sort of help and support women in business to grow, to be better, to bring more value to the world. Then, you know, I look back and even today in some of the leading organizations, you've got exceptional women leading the charge in the boardrooms, people like Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ursula Burns at IBM, you know, but it's not just even the private sectors, you know, we're looking at the public and government department here in the UK, obviously we've just uh, lost Theresa May as, as our second female prime minister uh, after Margaret Thatcher, um, but, you know, even look to the German channel. Angela Merkel, you know, these are women who are doing stunning jobs, um, you know, leading, you know, global and government and, 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 and you know, private organizations um, and, the, and the valuable work that people like Tamika uh, delivers, um, you know, is encouraging and building and supporting that. So, you know, for, it's not just men, it's just women as a whole, to have a personal brand, you know, is really you know, important and essential for people in the leadership type of roles to sort of really get that traction down and get going. So welcome to the show, Tamika. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I'm really looking forward to learning from you. Um, and how is it out there at Phoenix at the moment? Sticky, hot or somewhere in between? How is that going? It's a bit sticky. We, we're in our wonderful monsoon season. So it's, it's, a, it's a little moist, which is not not how it is typically every day here in Phoenix. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've been in Phoenix at different times of the year, as I think I was saying off air, but I think it went three times in eight months and uh, there were different climates all the time. Yeah. But the summer months, it's, you know, it's like, whoo, it gets a little bit hot there. But uh, we really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your, your busy schedule. Um, and if you want to connect with Tamika, you can do that on all the social channels. Uh, you can find her on Facebook uh, at forward slash Tamika dot Sears. Uh, and that's T-A-N. I-C-A dot S-E-A-R-S. Uh, LinkedIn, same, forward slash I-N, forward slash Tamika Sears. Handle Sears Coaching on Instagram. Uh, and the website, of course, you can check out and head over to the amazing work that Tamika's doing, including some of the events that she's running at searscoaching.com. For those listening on the apps and uh, the, the online channels, we'll put those on the blog. You can head over to blog.thesuccessor.io forward slash podcast and all these show links and um, uh, and uh, 
links are going to be on there, including uh, a very special retreat that Tamika is running at the moment uh, for October in 2019 uh, out in Phuket in Thailand. Uh, and you can do that by going to cscoaching.com forward slash event hyphen directory. You can check out all that there. It's amazing sort of uh, time away and it's certainly worthwhile checking out. Um, also check out Tamika on uh, social using the hashtags the corporate fixer and I was uh, covering this with Tamika um, off air it's an amazing sort of brand and we're going to learn more about that in a moment or two you can also check her out at hashtag sense of self and uh, hashtag new normal which are great because I love those sort of unique sort of styles um, <laughs> and before we kick off Tamika just tell us you know how this corporate fixer and sense of self and new normal <laughs> You know, I, I, and by the way, I'm getting this live as well. I've not, I've not heard this before. So, I'd, you know, just, it's slightly off script. You know, you know, my regular listeners, I always do that go off script because I see something and I think it's interesting. Maybe it is or isn't. But tell me a little bit more about that, Tammy. You know, it's, it's funny. So the corporate fixer, um, you know, I'm, I'm into, you know, branding and, and standing out. And I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, you know, you, you do all of this for other people. She's like, what about you? Like, what's, what's your brand? What do you do? And I was like, you know, I, I, I fix things in corporate. And she's like, you can't say hashtag I fix things in corporate. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go, oh, I'm the corporate fixer. And she's like, yes, you're the corporate fixer. That's an amazing thing. And uh, it's so relevant. And, you know, they always say, you know, do what you say. It's like say, you know, do what it says on the tin, you know, like the old paint coating companies run yeah. sale, you know, it does exactly what it says in the tin and, and I love it. It's simplicity of it. it it's yeah. Yeah. And then for new normal, it's, you know, it's there. Cause I, I say all the time, I'm like, there needs to be a new normal in corporate. Like it, we can't keep doing the same old, um, you know, treating people poorly and, you know, not having diversity. There has to be a new normal. So that's, I mean, that's my, my thing is there's like new normal. Yeah. No, love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, as we kick out um, for the audience, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about you as the corporate fixer. <laughs> I understand your mission, obviously, is to, to help people become more self-aware, um, you know, so you can lead uh, from a place of authenticity and self-acceptance. And, and a lot of people struggle with that either, you know, yes. with, I see this in, in here in the UK, either people are either struggling with that self-acceptance or they think that they've got imposter syndrome or they're just not confident or, or whatever it may be. Um, but I know you believe strongly that everyone should be able to, you know, bring their, you know, whole selves to work and, and you know, have that, you know, opportunity uh, to be in innovative and, and, and sort of empowered. And I just really want to dig down and, and deep into that. Time ago. You know, you know, there's too many people out there, I think, in today's world saying these type of things. Mm -hmm. But I know you believe that from the heart. So just tell me a little bit more why we lead out with that and why that's so important to you. So I think it's, it's important to me because I've, I've lived it. Um, you know, I've been in organizations where I did feel like I couldn't be myself. I couldn't bring my whole self to work. Um, being led by people who are just driven by numbers. Yeah. Um, they weren't self-aware. They weren't aware of things going on around them. And I know how much that stifles people. It stifles creativity. Um, being in environments where you you can't make a mistake for fear of being fired, you know. So those are the types of things that I, I work with leaders to say: if you if you lead from a place where you would want to be, yeah, then that helps the organization overall. Um, 
not having authenticity, and I, I know it's such a woo thing, right? Like it's it's not a corporate word. Authenticity, like what what's that even mean? Um, but truly, if you know who you are, you're going to be a better leader because you know yourself, you know your expectations, um, and you're able to work with people on a much deeper level, and you know get get more out of them. So it's it's almost kind of like um, like selfish. It's taking the chains off people, is it? To unshackle them and say, go and be yeah, yeah. Go and make that happen type of thing. Yeah, because it's, it's loving yourself. You know, it's, people always think it's like a selfish thing. And it's like, but it's, it's the best thing that you can do. Know yourself and love yourself. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing the things that people do when they get there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you were in, just, you know, going back to when you were in that environment, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, people get stifled. Um, you know, that, that impacts the bottom line of businesses, doesn't yeah. it? The, um, you know, that, 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 whether you call it micromanagement, you know, the not listening or whatever it is, it, it's impacting bottom lines of businesses. And, um, it, it, you know, I'd love to take your view, and I know it's slightly off, off, off script a little, but um, why do you think that, you know, whether it's corporate America, corporate Europe, corporate UK, why do you think we're still stuck in that same old-fashioned mindset that that's acceptable? You know, I certainly don't get it. And, you know, obviously working with entrepreneurs and amazing right. people around the world, you know, like yourself, um, to us it's pretty normal that we'd want to give us best work and improve the business, improve customer service, improve ourselves. But why do you think that these organizations are just not getting it still in the 21st century? So I, I think a lot of it still is just like that sheer ignorance, like that people just truly don't understand, you know, that there, there is a, a correlation between someone's happiness at work and the amount of work that you get out of them. I think that there are people that still honestly believe if I tell you to do something, you're going to do it and you're going to do it well just because I told you to. Yeah. And, and, they, so, don't, and they don't understand the deeper meaning is, is this way right. you go? Right. And so it's like there, there are studies out there that have shown, you know, engaged employees are more productive employees. So if Definitely. your employees are happy, you know, they're going to do more for you. And one of the things I try to teach leaders is, you know, you, you need to be employee first. If you take care of your employees, your employees are going to take care of the company. If you're, you know, too worried about the company, you're just that, like, that's your focus and you're not focusing on your employees, then if things will, they'll never go as well as they could. No, absolutely. Well said. And, and it's certainly a champion that. And, you know, for if there's any corporate leaders out there who are stuck in those situations, you can always shoot us a message. Use the hashtag the open mic, check in with Tanika. She'd be more than happy to sort of, um, you know, give you a little bit of advice and put you on the right track. And, you know, because sometimes it's just about breaking that chain, isn't it? And sort of saying, hey, this is how we've always done it around here. But, you know, there is a new way. And, you Gosh. know, uh, and, yeah, and, and, you know, maybe there's, do you think that leaders are maybe still fearful that, hey, if I do go out of that, I'm going to get, like you said, I'm going to get fired or yes. I'm going to get rebellion or I'm going to have my promotion opportunities um, uh, restricted. Um, how, you know, how do you approach that? And how, how do you get the... How do you get them to champion that and, and, and take that first step over the line, if that makes sense? That's going to be an enormous challenge for you, Tamika. Yes. So the, the this is how we've always done it thing. Like that is like, whenever I hear that, I'm just like, like it's, that's like the worst. Um, and so one of the things that, that companies are starting to understand is that people have options. So if you have this person at your organization who wants to take a risk, who wants to be innovative, and you don't let them, 
that person can go do great things someplace else. Yeah. And so I, you know, as I'm talking to leaders and they're, they're starting to, to understand that, it's like, oh, so I can either let this person, you know, they can look at it, there's a 50-50 chance, right? This person is going to make them millions or they're going to make a mistake that may cost them something, but it won't be near as much of the cost as losing that employee and losing that, that innovation and losing that, that mind that wants to do great things. Yeah, that's great. And sometimes it's just sheer blindness of living in the moment, isn't it? Which is, you know, oh, I've got the blinkers on and, you know, and you go from there. So, no, I get it. And I suppose as a HR professional and leadership development coach, well, you spent about 20 years doing this, um, you know, and, and just tell us some of the sort of leaders that you've sort of been coaching in different <laughs> range of organizations. Uh, I understand it's Fortune 100 companies and yes. things like that. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how that come around and some of the stories around that. That'd be great. I've been able to coach some, some amazing, amazing people. And the way I even started coaching was just weird. It's not the way people normally start coaching. So I was given an opportunity to, to have a coach and I thought they were awful. And I was like, oh my God, I can totally do better than this. <laughs> so, I, so I went to, to school to become a coach and it was so eye-opening because being in HR, I'm like, I coach all the time. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. So it was, you know, I, I went back to school when I was like, you know, 35 to be a coach. And I was like learning new things. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Um, and so then to be able to bring that to, to leaders, um, one of the leaders that I used to work with, he, he used to call me the, the patron saint of, um, of lost leaders. Wow. People were um, like not doing well at all. I was able to help them um, get their self-esteem back, get back on track and start being like uber successful. Um, because I, I don't, I, there are no lost causes. I truly think that as long as somebody wants to learn and grow and develop, they will. Yeah. And so he was, he, was a, he was a fun person to work with because he would be like, okay, what can you do with so-and-so? <laughs> <laughs> so they've got the benefit of it and they pass it down and you go from there. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously the difference and for maybe, the, you know, some of the listeners that may be thinking, well, I'm thinking about getting a coach. Uh, and I noticed in your bio, you know, obviously I mentioned earlier, you're doing the Fortune 100 companies, but all the way through to sort of, as you call it, mom and pop shops type of thing, right. which is the one my guess. How do you approach as a coach? Because it's not about people being at different levels. Uh, I just want to be clear here. So um, I'm not saying that, hey, we all want to be in the Fortune 100 and the small businesses don't matter. Hey, small businesses drive 90% of the business, 90 plus percent of the business in, in, in the small uh, in the economy. Um, I'm just trying to say that um, approaching a small family type business to coach versus maybe a, an executive team leaders or executive C-suite in a Fortune 100 companies, is there a difference in your approach? Is there a difference in your methodology? What are the challenges around that? What are the rewards out of that? You know, yeah. just, just love to get your insights from the knowledge that you've got because, you know, I, I get a lot of questions sometimes. Mike, you know, I listened to the podcast and this influencer was awesome, but I'm not there. I, I'm not right. here. You know, I'm not at the NASA level. You know, I'm just down here. And, and, I, and so, you know, as I've learned to interview people, I'm, I'm trying to get that broader range. And that's why I love that in your bio, because you've got such a diverse sort of range of coaching skills into different industries and sectors and levels. And for people thinking about it, what are the challenges? And if people are sat in those situations, how do they get started? 
Um, so when I, when I approach smaller companies, it's a matter of finding out, you know, where they want to be, um, where they think they are and seeing if we can, if we can kind of close that gap. Yeah. And there are some small companies that they, they want to stay small. They want to keep that, that small feel. And that's great. And I think that you can be a, a, a you know, upper mid-sized company and still keep that small feel and that, that very, culture. yeah, like that, that family oriented type of, of feel, but it does start with your leaders and the leadership up top needs to have a, a, a good idea of what the leaders on the front line are doing. And I think that's one of the things that's true throughout. So whether it's a, a small manufacturing company, you know, that person that's sitting in the office in the back, you know, doing the bean counting, they need to know what's going on on that production floor. Yeah. And they need to be well aware of what the leaders in the production floor are doing. And it's so funny because, you know, when, when you have these huge companies that get into trouble with social media, like the Starbucks and things like that, so often it's because people don't know what that front line is doing. Yeah. So the message that the CEO is giving is so different from what that front line is doing. So there's a disconnect. There's a huge disconnect. So, you know, whether I'm going into a small company or a large company, it's really about addressing that, that disconnect because that's how they're able to really move forward and move forward faster because then their vision is actually going down to the levels where it needs to go. That's amazing. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I do see that as well, you know, siloed management teams to disgruntled employees or middle management and, you know, where it comes down and you know, the leadership pressure comes down and that gets diluted or distracted. And then other people have got their own agendas in there. And, you know, it, can, it ultimately can become very toxic, can't it? So, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, the customers feel that, you know, when they're paying the hard-earned dollars over the counter or, or whatever it may be. So it, it is. And what, what would you say, and again, slightly off script here, but I'm really keen to sort of get your insights on this. And by the way, for the listeners and the people watching on the blog, this is not a sales pitch, guys. This is just something reality that I remember the first time that I took a non-exec on. I was so fearful about taking a non-exec and a coach on. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking like, oh, we're going to expose all my fears and, <laughs> and oh, I'm going to be rubbish and, you know, they're going to fire me and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, if there's people out there Tabaka, who are maybe on the fence about do I or don't I take a coach on, you know, what, what sort of advice would you give them to say if a coach is right for you, then this is the sort of symptoms that you may have and this is how you maybe would get started. What type of advice may, would, would you give to people who are maybe on the fence about thinking about getting started with a coach? So I think the, the first thing that I say to people so that they, in this, this kind of like relieves tons of fears. The sessions that I have with my clients are confidential. Yeah. So even if the leader has engaged me, I don't tell that leader anything that goes on in that session. Yeah. Um, it's totally up to my client to say what they want to be, um, what they want the, their leader to know. Even if I do like a, a 360 assessment, that none of that goes to that person's leader. So it's confidential. And a lot of people, when they hear that, they're like, oh, okay. So you know, because, okay, yeah, because the fear is I'm going to, you know, expose my weaknesses to this coach and they're going to tell my leader. Yeah. So, um, which in and of itself is kind of an issue because you should be able to be vulnerable with your leader, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, so like I said, when I had a coach, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I was assigned a coach. So what I would say would be 
schedule schedule 30 minutes chat, chats with people and get to know the coach because you're not going to click with everyone. I don't click with everyone. I'm, I'm very direct. I am very action oriented. So there are some people that, you know, they want a, they want a, a buddy instead of a coach. I'm, I'm not your gal. Um, <laughs> I'm here to make a difference. Um, so get to know people and then you'll, you'll, you'll kind of know um, if that particular coach is for you. But if you are having issues at work, um, doesn't matter if it's an issue with your leader, issue with coworkers, issue managing your team, um, I can almost guarantee you there's a coach out there that can help you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, this, I think I see it sometimes as well. And I don't know if you see it. There's the people who can't or the people who won't. And, you know, uh, yeah. that's always a difficult sort of situation to deal with. And I know that you focus so much on helping increase the productivity and revenue um, just by having that better engagement, which, you know, the business leaders, as you listen to this, you know, go and look at yourself hard in the mirror. And uh, how are you impacting your team? How are you impacting your staff? Uh, are you getting the best out of them? You know, and if not, please connect with uh, Tamika, uh, you know, so head over to salescoaching.com. Uh, take a look at what she's doing there. Um, you know, and uh, Tamika, obvious question here. I know we're talking all about supporting women in leadership to increase the personal brand. And that's how we opened the show. Uh, but you mentioned earlier that, you know, you were working with a specific uh, guy out there. Do you still take the, uh, the guys on or is it, are you, are you now, <laughs> Have you, have you taken a full you know, shift say, hey, you know, it's women only type of thing? I, I do still take the guys on. Um, and part of it is because it's, it's, it's difficult to, um, to sometimes not, not take a team approach. So oftentimes when I coach, I may be coaching the whole team um, so that it's, you, you have a better awareness of what's going on with that team. And if there are conflicts, you're able to coach around that conflict. So when I'm when I am working with teams, you know, I, I take on the whole team. I don't just say I'll, I'll just take on the gals. Um, and I, but I, I am very, very, very appreciative that I can um, give a lot of extra help to women leaders because I do think that the women leaders, you, you do have to coach differently. I feel like we, as women, we need um, different things in our leadership. We need to be told different things. You know, it's like growing up. You know, I was kind of told that you had to be like this big, rough, rough, no nonsense, you know, big old shoulder pads gal in order to, you know. Eight is throwback, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, think back to like to the, you know, I don't know if you remember the show Designing Women. It's like everybody like with their parachutes and, you know, that's, that's kind of what we were told as women we had to be. You couldn't be yourself. You couldn't be soft. Um, and so learning that that's okay and learning that you can be yourself at work and still be successful is it like, it's a, it's an amazing eye opener to so many women. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if they've got a channel and they know that they can open up, um, it makes it a lot easier to sort of follow through and get those results. And, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, um, I always like to use the aha moment. I know it's overused or the penny drop moment, but when they actually get it and you can see that yeah. for the first time, the eyes light up and they, oh, they get in and then, you know, they go and implement it. Then they're yeah. reporting back and there's a lot of satisfaction. And I know on that point, you know, from your bio, um, you know, as a, as a, as a, you're you're extremely grateful for being able to sort of play a major part in in, in changing corporate America. And uh, just tell me why that's so. I know we touched it at the beginning, but expand on that. Why that's so important. You know, 
because grateful, appreciative, you know, when you, people say, well, do you really get that out of your work, Mike? And for me, I can tell, tell you, I love doing this type yeah. of job. I love helping people. Um, I get more satisfaction out of seeing my clients succeed, um, when they drive forward, the past specific milestones, you know, that, you know, it's a skipping the step and it's like, get in, you know, they've achieved that milestone. Wow. And I'd love to know how you feel about that. You know, why does that drive you so much as a coach? I, I think for me, like I said, I, I've had bad leaders. Um, I, 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 I've had a series of bad leaders. One of my very first managers, like way, way back in the day, um, I was working at a call center and I had a leader who was just phenomenal. Um, she, would, she would stop her day to help me out. Um, she told me like the, the greatest piece of advice that I, I ever heard. And it probably was because she was tired of me, you know, complaining and bugging her. But she said, you know, before you bring um, any type of complaint, try to figure out three possible solutions. Which to me, I was like, holy cow. Like that, that was like, that was my aha moment, right? Like, I just thought it was absolutely amazing. And I, I've kind of, you know, taken that with me. And I, that was like, I was like, you know, 23-year-old kid with, you know, my first real job, my first manager. And to this day, she's still a mentor to me. Oh, brilliant. And starting from that and then going on to my next job and being like, oh, my God, like, what, what is going on here? These people are awful. You know, it was just like, I want everyone to be able to have that experience that I had. Yeah. You know, as that a first you know, like first, yeah, because it, it just, it shaped me. Yeah. And it gave me the, this, the expectation of leadership that I think everyone should have. Yeah. And tell me, obviously, looking at your, you know, your college education, MA leadership, Northern Arizona, uh, but you've got your BA, Organizational Development Psychology. Um, that's the faculty side of it, the, the learning, the education. You know, some will say the theory side of it. Um, when you went through the coaching, you know, to develop yourself, how big a difference is it? You know, because, you know, we hear people like Gary Vee, um, you know, you either love him or you hate him, you know, th th there's no right or wrong, but he's saying, hey, never go to college, you know, college is for employees, you know, the real world of hustle is for entrepreneurs. And again, right or wrong, you, you make your own decision on that. But, you know, obviously you, you've sort of had a, a strong education in that, but you've also had a lot of what we call coal face, you know, education uh, in the real world outside of that. And I'm just interested that now as a, a leading coach, um, what are the differences? Do you have a, do you have any guidance for people who was maybe sat on the fence there who say, should I go to college? Should I go and go, you know, go in the real world and get a coach? We, I know it might yeah. be, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I no, don't have to Very interesting question because one of the things that people don't know about me is that I went to college later in life. Yeah. Um, I did not do the traditional, um, graduate from high school, go to college, get your degree, and then get your master's. Um, I graduated from high school and had a baby. Yeah. So, you know, I had a full ride scholarship to UMass Boston, and I wasn't able to do it because I was focused on, on being, being a mom. Yeah. So I learned through experience. And then when I did say, okay, it's, it's time for me to, to go to college, because if I want my son to go to college, I can't tell him to get a degree if I don't have one. That was, that was literally the only reason I went to school, was so that my son would. Wow. Um, 
And so I, I did, I, I did, I did it the slow way. I, cause I was like, Oh God, school. So I did my associates and I did my bachelor's and I did my master's. Um, and I got to tell you, I went back when I was uh, 28, 29. I didn't learn anything until I went to school for coaching. Right. Interesting. I, I, I didn't it, because I had been doing the work for so long yeah. that it was like, I was like, oh man, this is, this is interesting. This is, uh, this is the nice, I didn't realize this was the theory behind what I've been putting into practice. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a backfill then. You were, you were yeah. at the cold face, but then somebody said, Hey, this is how you dig the tunnel type of thing. Right. Like, I've, been, right. You know, I've been digging for the last six years. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Right. So tell, it was me, tell me as you went into the coaching um, education, if we call it that, the study and the master in that, um, you said earlier that then, you know, just, just now you said that you didn't really learn anything, you know, I'm sure you did, but you know, not at that level, but, right. um, what was the gear change between that coaching sort of degree and education than, than what I call the traditional MABA side of the room? So the, the coaching learning was learning a completely different mindset. So you, you know, like your, your mind is, is a muscle and when you're, when you're actively using your mind, you get tired, like, you know, using any other muscle. And I would leave, you know, my, my coach training, like, Oh man, I am wiped, you know, because you, you, I spent my time thinking about things that I hadn't thought about before because I was, I was very corporate, yep. very corporate. And so I didn't think about, like, I went in like, well, oh, this woo, I don't want to, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not a life coach, me, me, me. You know, and then I went to a, a, a school that was very integrative. So it taught me that it doesn't matter when something happens to you, it's going to impact all of you. Yeah. So it was, it was truly um, learning to see things differently. Um, and I, I'm telling you, just the, the, the insight and perspective that doing that training gave me and I think that every HR professional should get, even if it's just a crash course, some training and coaching, because yeah. we, are, we are ones to say we're coaching someone, but really we're providing feedback. Yeah. And coaching and feedback could not be more different. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really, really interesting. And I think when I look at that, and it's put in such a simplistic way, which is great, which is great coaching, because you know, you're not complicated, complicating it, you're bringing it down. Um, in your mind, help the audience understand if the leaders, if they're in HR now, the leaders in the same Mike, uh, you know, Tamika's saying the coaching and feedback's two different things. Just give us a quick one-on-one rundown on, on, right. on the key differences of that, if you could. So the, the major differences is, you know, when you're providing someone feedback, you're letting them know from your perspective what they did right or wrong. Yeah. And when you're coaching someone, you're asking them to look at perspectives from their point of view from the point of view of their leader, from the point of view of everyone else in the room, to try to figure out, you know, a, a very holistic view of what they did, right or wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. That's great. Love it. And we're going to get that pinned into the into the podcast, so we'll get that quoted out um, <laughs> as a little extra resource. Because you know, I, I get it all the time that people say, "Mike, do I really need a coach?" And you know, I've got my peers, I've got my social network. Yeah, but you know, these these you know, the good coaches out there, they're not just going to give you, you know, some casual chat over the bar with a, with a drink. Right. It, there's right. a structure to this. There's a psychology right. to this. It, it, it's very different because, I, like, when I'm out with friends, like, I every once in a while, you know, I'll slip in a coaching mode, and they know the difference. Like, my friends are like, "Don't you coach me right now?" Like, <laughs> I'm 
good advice. I don't want coaching. <laughs> so there's a big sign, coaching mode, coaching mode. It's a bit like on air. It's yeah. like, it's but no, but I know it's because you want to help people and, and, right. and that's all with it. And they should be grateful. Tell them they should be grateful. Tell them Mike says they should be grateful for it and that it's a free yeah. set. But there's a difference between, you know, giving that feedback, giving advice and coaching. And, and when I slip in a coaching mode, they know it. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me, originally from Boston, Massachusetts, love the yeah. place. Uh, obviously, we are part of our business model. We have a hub spots inbound agency, which are based at Cambridge, of course. Yeah. So we, we head over there. Uh, for their annual conference and we've done all the freedom tour trails over there it's <laughs> the jfk museum and uh, yeah. uh, been a fenway park and, and all that sort of stuff um so phoenix now we talked about it earlier uh what was the what was the driver to sort of move you know because ultimately what are you five hours on a domestic or three four hours domestic flight difference from yeah, five five hours or so on, on a flight and most of my family is is still back home so i go a um, couple times a year, I was I was just there. Um, my best friend got got remarried, and so I was out there for her wedding. Um, actually, performed her wedding ceremony. That's I'm a wedding officiant as well. I I have a very <laughs> random life. <laughs> but, so, um, what was the drive for you to to to, to exchange the you know the the, the the variable climate of Boston to the desert? Climate. Climate. One of my, I have a large family. One of my sisters moved here when I was in high school and we came to visit her in February and we were like swimming. And I was like, this needs to be my life. Yeah. So, so you made the jump. Working for a company in Boston that closed. And when they closed, I was like, you know what? I'm moving. Yeah. No, it's great. And sometimes it's as simple as that. And before we get into the questions uh, and to dig deep about, you know, how you're helping, you know, support women in leadership uh, with a personal brand. Um, as a published author, uh, we're on Amazon. You can check out Tamika's book. Um, you Are Enough is yes. the title. Again, for you guys listening on the uh, Audible section or, or, or not watching on the videos, we'll put this in the show links. Just head over to blog.thesuccess.io forward slash podcast. We'll put this link into the Amazon store. Um, and not the traditional type of book that most people would ex- uh, expect. Right. Had a look at it myself, ordered it. It hasn't arrived as yet. I do apologize. Uh, so I have to chance to read it. Um, but uh, tell me, um, why did you go? Tell me what the format, or tell the audience what the format is around the course motivation. But then tell me why you went that way. So the, the format is um, 30 days of inspirational and motivational quotes to help you um, boost your self-esteem. Um, and one of the reasons why I did that, I was, I was having a conversation with someone and they were just like, you know, I just want someone every day to tell me that I'm great. And I was like, huh. <laughs> so I don't know how to, I don't know how to create an app. I don't, I don't have a, a mind like that, unfortunately. So I was like, the, what I can do is put together a book. And so the book is set up so that you can, you can write in it, which, you know, sorry, Ma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can write in the book um, your thoughts and the ways that you are going to um, have those those quotes help you throughout the day. And so in, it's designed so that in 30 days you can have a, a better mindset. Oh, that's brilliant. And listen, I make no apologies for writing in books. 
I, I'm on my no no word of lies is true. I'm on my seventh copy of Think and Grow Rich. I've battered two out. I've given some out to them, never got them back. I've written all of them, and it's like, and also another favorite. Excuse me, another favorite book of mine is uh, Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, um, and uh, the the margin notes that I've written in that book. Are, I'm embarrassed because I just defaced the. The, the heck out of it but uh, it's just I see something there and I'm in there and I, I can always go back to it and what's interesting is based on where I'm at in my life I go back and read Psycho-Cybernetics I go back and re read Think and Grow Rich I was um, recently actually on the other side of the microphone guested on uh, Heather uh, Powdy's podcast and Unconventional Leaders and um, you know she asked me a question about what's the thing in Think and Grow Rich that was stood up for you Mike and I said it's totally where I'm at in life when I read it when I was 21 it was something totally different that burning desire to go out and do it. today it's that continuous mastermind stuff and continuous learning. so I think it's where you're at in your journey and when I go back and look at all these margin notes and write all over these books and I think you know after a couple of years, I thought, I've got to start dating these because I've got to remember why that was important. Yeah. So I'm now putting margin notes in with dates. So when I go back a year or two years later, I'm thinking, well, oh, that's maybe not as important today. So we're not saying go on deface books at all, but what we are saying is if it helps you, it benefits you. But I love the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, and I might actually do a bit of a swipe and deploy for my book there because I've got about, about 140 quotes developed that I always put one in my blogs and things like that. And I always put something around the subject. So I might yeah. actually think about using something similar, but but, uh, not certainly ripping it off, but uh, looking forward to getting a copy. And uh, did you get a lot of satisfaction out of developing that? And uh, you know, what was your biggest takeaway about developing that type of book? I'd really love to learn about that. I did get a lot of satisfaction, actually. And and, and it's funny because it's like you, you put something out there, you, you never know if it's gonna, you know, how it's gonna land. And um, someone reached out to me, and they said that they they keep it. You know, they went through, they did their thirty days, and they they keep it on their desk. And they said that just kind of looking at it um, boosts their self-esteem and reminds them of how great they are. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's great. Because if, if you do what, you know, I'm, I'm sure you agree with this. I certainly don't want to put words in your mouth, Tamika. But it, for me, and I'm sure as a fellow coach, you see that one piece of impact that you've had positively with people, it becomes all worth it. And, you know, it's yes. like, wow, that's what it's about. You know, and, and I certainly get a lot of that for sure. Um, so tell me about the cutest dog in the country. I don't want to bypass the kids, but I'm interested in the kids. As a dog lover myself, I've got three chocolate Labradors. Uh, they're all bitches. They're all insane. They're all bonkers. <laughs> they run around like crazy. And, um, you know, so I'm a big dog lover. So tell me about this cutest dog in the country claim, because that's a big claim. It's a lot of dogs in your... <laughs> so what type of breed do you have? She is a, a Dachshund and Jack Russell mix. Wow, wow. And uh, she, you just best friend. Yeah, people look at her and they're like, what is that? <laughs> And she's just adorable, and she, she's she's getting old, so she's 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 a little gray now. Um, but she's still um, she's got like the the, the longer back, right. but she jumps like a Jack Russell. It's she's just she's just crazy. Gets into everything. I have like signs up in my house like you can't leave anything on the floor because she'll eat it. Yeah. But she's she's the best. Love her to death. No, oh, brilliant. And you'll have to set post as a photo. We'll get her included on the other page as well. But I really appreciate you sharing your backstory, Tamika. Um, I think that there's a lot of home truths in there for people listening. And, you know, you don't have to be, you know, at the top of your, your profession to hire a coach. You don't have to, um, you know, 
be in the darkest depths of despair. Doesn't matter where you are, you can always take advice. You can always yeah. get help. Uh, and you know, people like Tamika um, and, and the quality that she delivers is certainly there to help. So please check her out at CSCoaching.com and also send her a message and let her know, you know, uh, on one of the social channels, whether that's uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. You know, how this podcast helped you. Uh, what was maybe your biggest takeaway? I'm sure you'd love to hear that feedback, and uh, yeah. you know, we go from there. So. When we talk about supporting women in leadership to increase the personal brand, let's, drill, let's just drill down and dial down on those a little bit more, uh, Tamika. So uh, the topic of personal branding, I believe, is used very freely. It's thrown about. I think a lot of people that I speak to is, is oh, I'm, I, don't want, I'm, I don't want to go out there. I don't want my name on this, my personal brand, this, that, and the other. Um, and there's a lot of confusion that I see that people – what is a personal brand? Do I have to have my name? You know, because do I have to have Mike Midgley coaching or Mike Midgley lead or Mike Midgley thing? You know, people have the Mike Midgley or the whatever it would be. And there's no right or wrong. But I suppose the first question that I've got for you, for people who are maybe just getting started, the topic of personal branding, what does it really mean? And, and, and how should they dial down so that the they're approaching this the right way, Tamika? Because if you start off wrong, it's like starting with a wobbly wheel, isn't it? You know, you, gets worse so what does that personal branding mean to you and why is it so important to support women in industry today so i I think what it what it boils down to like the the sheer essence of personal brand is um what are what are the thoughts about you before you enter the room and what are the thoughts about you when you leave the room interesting interesting yeah tell me just tell me a little bit more about that because i think I'm entering the room, I'm leaving the room. How do I compute that? And, and wow, it, I mean, it's just a really deep, powerful thought. Just help me understand a little bit more about that. So um, your personal brand is, is all about who you are and the identity that you're putting out into the world. Yeah. So if you are putting something, you could be putting something out into the world without even realizing it. So it's important that you, you do kind of pulse check and if you're trying to, to, to grow and develop, whether you're growing a business or you're growing in the corporate world, because I do firmly believe that entrepreneurship is not for everyone, and that is yeah. quite okay. If everyone were an entrepreneur, there wouldn't be any organizations. <laughs> so, you know, it's okay to, to check in, and, and you can ask someone what they think of you. Like, people, people just don't ever do that. You know, ask. Because if you are putting out a vibe and before you walk into the room, people are like, oh my God, Tamika's on her way. Oh, like that's, that's not the personal brand that you want to have. No. You know, if people say, um, I can't wait for Tamika to get here because she's going to bring some deep insight and perspective to this topic. That's what you want that personal brand to be. They don't look forward to it, don't they? That, yeah, I'm going to engage right. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you for that. And obviously, you're very passionate about this with your coaching and your personal brand supporting. But why does personal branding resonate with you? Why that cause? You know, there's so many other talents that you have, so many other things that you can bring. Why does that resonate with you so much? I, I think specifically for women, because um, there is that that old school thought of you know that that women have to be that rough and tumble grump of a person in order to get things done. And so that has been, that's kind of been the women in leadership brand for a really long time that you either have to be this like um, crazy, you know, mean woman or this, you know, that sexual sleep your way to the top woman. And I'm like, 
there's a whole heap of stuff in between those two. And we need to, we need to work with women so they understand they can be themselves. If you are mean and grumpy, knock yourself out. That'll work for you. If you are, you know, sexually attractive and you're using that to your advantage, go for it. Um, but if that, if you're not, which a lot of the, the, a lot of people are that in between and they're like, where do I fit in? Yeah. And so working with those people and helping them understand that you still have a brand and your brand matters and your brand needs to speak to people. I, I, I just love it. I just have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I suppose you see people grow as well in that because they become more confident and, and things like that. So no, that's absolutely right. So, you know, you talked about that middle section, um, but it applies to all, of course, um, you know, the women listen to this sort of podcast, watching it on the blog, they might be saying there, but, but why should I have a personal brand? You know, why, why should I pay attention to my personal brand? Um, how do you, when you get asked about that, because sometimes it's not because they may be hesitant, they don't want it, maybe they just don't understand it. So, you know, in your view, how would you cover why, people, you know, why women should pay attention to their own personal brand? What's the benefits of doing that or, or whatever? As an HR professional, I've been in the room with leaders when they have conversations about people. And the people that have a personal brand, the people that put themselves out there and they, there's something memorable about them, those are the people that get discussed. The people that do the best work that are not memorable stay behind doing the best work year after year after year without being promoted, without getting a bonus, without those things, because they're just not memorable. Oh, wow. So you're associating the personal brand to sort of be out there, becoming memorable. And, you know, without, you know, we're not asking you to breach any confidentiality, Tamika, but, you know, give me a typical situation. Uh, you know, you could, you could even make it up, you know, example, company X. You're in one of those HR meetings. Um, how does that memorability, you know, how, how does that come through in those conversations? And, um, you know, give us a couple of outcome scenarios of how maybe people are getting overlooked and how people yeah. are getting progressed. So I just, if we, if we could not necessarily role play a, a HR environment, <laughs> but just, just rewind back to one, change the company name to company X. Uh, just give us an example of, you know, why people are missing out and why people are getting ahead and, and those type of discussions. I'd love to sort of be a fly on the wall of, of some of the, your experience and, and how that plays out. So when, when a company is doing um, succession planning yeah. and they're putting together, you know, they're saying that they're planning for the, the CEO, right? And they're like, who can, who can take this spot? And they're having conversations about um, 22 different people. Yeah. Definitely I've had conversations that sound like, you know, Bob really stood out when he was on that project because he was innovative. He gave this and that, you know, he's known for being an idea generator. Yeah. Um, you know, Susie, you know, we, we might actually think about, you know, seeing what she can do in this situation because she is someone that is really, really known for execution. Yeah. Like we know that if, if you give something to Susie, it is going to get done. It's going to get done well. Yeah. So it's like, what are you known for? And there are the other people that they're like, well, I don't really know Jane. Does anybody here know? Have you worked with Jane? Yeah, I worked with her, but I don't, I don't really remember anything. And they're confused about it. Or, yeah, would that be, yeah. Yeah, they're not definitive with it. Yes. So then Jane doesn't end up on the plan, but the person who, get, who is known for getting things done absolutely does. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for clarifying that. That's really helped. 
So, you know, I always try to dumb it down in my fifth grade level. Um, and I just, just love that simplicity. So what we're actually saying is, you know, you're committed to your job, you're working hard, you're getting results, be known for something, have that brand ability because that's what remembers. And I, I was speaking to John earlier on today uh, about stories, uh, you know, in, in a totally different subject, but it's the stories that people remember. And right. in the same thing, it's that personable branding that people remember. And that's what gets discussed. And imagine if you're doing great work. I mean, Tamika mentioned earlier, you're stuck in that job, you love the job, great company, but you're not really known for something, you're not stuck out there, and you know, you see people time after time after time getting promoted above you, getting ahead of you, maybe getting becoming your supervisor or manager or director or VP or, or whatever that may be. And you're sat there thinking, wondering why. Well, sometimes have a look inside or go get some help, speak with Tamaki, Let, let's get those inner talents out and, and let's start to get you brandable. So I really appreciate you covering that. And that, that's the importance of that because, you know, if you are interested in getting ahead and you're wondering why you're getting overlooked, then, you know, this may be an exact thing that, you know, that's that aha moment that people say, oh, right. I agree. And that's amazing advice. Thank you so, so much, Tamika. That's great. Um, and I think it segues really nice into, um, for, for women who are just getting started, the pro tips that you can offer uh, and help women to build their personal brand. Yet we've talked about becoming noticed, but let's just go down a couple of levels there. If we were to bring out those pro tips for people who are just getting started, Tamika, what would you say, you know, you must tick these off and, and, and master these to get started? So the, the first thing that I would tell anyone to do is do a disc assessment or something like that so they can yeah. find out more about their strengths and weaknesses and do a 360. Yeah. Uh, so some companies offer it internally. Sometimes you have to go to a coach to have them do it externally. But until you have a sense for who you are and how people see you, um, you're, you're just kind of, you know, working against the wind. Like you're, you, you could just be spinning your wheels. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely my, my tip number one. Um, Tip number two is don't take anything personally. A so lot of people do. A lot of people do. They, they find it difficult to have that. They feel like, oh, they've been harsh on me or the prejudice in me or whatever. It would right. Be. So don't right. take it personally, yeah? Right. So that's that's a really big thing because then you, you're not coming at things from a really good mindset or a really good perspective for growth if you're taking things personally. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the third thing is ask for what you want. Interesting. So if you are, you know, you want to build your personal brand, you want to coach, you want whatever, and you don't have money to pay for it, or you think that the company should pay for it, ask. You would be amazed the number of things that people um, get just for asking. And there, there are sometimes people like, how, how come so-and-so has blah, blah, blah? Well, they asked for it. So that is, the, I mean, that's my tip number three. Ask for what you want. Yeah. And you know what? It's right. Because if they see the talent and they know that that will help and develop, then, you know, why wouldn't they do that? You know, if it's a reasonable request. It's relevant to where you're at. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I know that companies, it may be slightly different, but I know some companies give budgets that they'll say, here are, it doesn't even have to be work related. It could be to help develop, learn another language, which maybe helps you can cover on the, the customer service desk in one of our foreign businesses. And they will help you develop. And, you know, 
uh, I know uh, the Infusionsoft keep people down, you know, where you are in Infusionsoft really well. And I know they've been through some turbulent times recently, but ultimately that they, they was one of the companies where they used to make available. And I think, still think they do a, 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 an element of budget that helps you uh, invest and develop yourself um, in an area that may not be related to software or whatever, because, you know, right. Developing you as a person, it's bringing a wider range of skills and education, and whether it's related directly or indirectly to what they do as a core business or what their revenue model is, it does add value, increases staff morale, and things like that. So, you know, if you've got to ask, go out there and get it. I love that, and and you know, if people are sat there, Tommy and thinking, oh, you know, I'm fearful about how to approach my boss, you know, because the, what's naturally going through the head, the one, the end results. But what are the fear of rejection? How would you advise them to sort of approach? Because if you go barging into your, you know, your boss's desk and go, bang, I demand this, you know, then you're probably <laughs> going to get a negative result. So what's the best way that people could approach it to sort of get the best chance of getting a result? Have you got any tips around how they could approach them? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, same as the, the same as they would ask for budget for a project, right? You have to put together the ROI. Yeah. So this, this is how much this is going to cost. Um, this is what I'm going to get out of it. And this is going to be the return to the company, which is, you know, very simple to say, if you're going to have better um, attendance, you know, less attrition, more productivity, uh, in, increased engagement. Those are all things that you can, you can put a number to and say, if you invest, you know, this $10,000, this is what you get out of it. Yeah. If your company has a tuition reimbursement plan, which a lot of companies have like up to $5,000 a year. Yeah. And you say, okay, I have my degree, but this is going to take me to the next level. So I'd like you to put that $5,000 towards this. Brilliant. Yeah, that's great. And it's uh, Skip Miller, uh, a big hero of mine in M3 Learning. Um, he talks about above the line, dis uh, above the line and below the line sort of discussions. And above the line is where you speak to C-suite and you're keeping it, you know, what's in it for the return of the business. And yeah, transferable skills, because ultimately it's got to be relevant. It's got to be valuable. Right. It's got to give value. Um, you know, ultimately uh, you're framing. So a, and, and a one, what, something like a one pager or would you put a full plan together or, you know, how would you, how would you approach it? Would you would, like, or is that just a discussion? What, what do you think the simplest way is? So I know your boss and know what works for them. That's why I love DISC because, you know, it, it really tells you how to communicate with other people. So yeah. if you're, if someone's bringing something to me, make it short and sweet and to the point. Yeah. So, so that's always my advice is if you, the, the more precise and to the point that you can get it, the better. You know, if you say this, this is what I want. Um, this is what it's going to cost you. This is what you'll get out of it. And then you can have backup of the details. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And for you guys who are not familiar with DISC, it's an assessment system about characteristics. It's an amazing thing. You can take the test online. You can pay there. Uh, there's also a tool. I don't know if you use this in the States uh, too much. Um, it's a crystal nose that uh, I don't know if you've come across that. There's like a, a plug app in where we actually use it in our sales teams. And it's like 30 bucks a month. And um, we hook it up. And then when we're going to speak to somebody, uh, we put that name into Crystal Nose. And if, if there is an online presence, either linked to email or whatever, or LinkedIn, and it actually says the type of questions that you should ask this person. And it's linked wow. to this. Well, so go check it out. It's called crystalnose.com. Um, uh, and it can be a Chrome extension. And I think, you know, you get so many free credits and then it's like 30 bucks a month or something. Uh, but it, and it says, why am I going to speak to Tamika? Am I 
going to interview her? I'm going to ask her for a job? Do I ask her for advice? So it gives you different scenarios that you can put in, and it's linked to the DISC sort of mentality, or not mentality, methodology, should I say. Yeah. Uh, and based on what I'm going to sort of engage with you about, and whether it's I'm asking for a raise, I'm asking to be promoted, I'm asking for advice, I'm asking to be connected to something, it sort of frames the type of questions that you should use with that type of profile. Uh, don't mention this and the things that you need to avoid. And we use it in our sales group because if we get in a, a big C-level pitch, and whether we're speaking above or below the line, as Skip says it, um, it's good to run them through that disc and that uh, crystal nose sort of uh, thing because you can start a really hit. And it's not always accurate. You know, you know it's, it's AI intelligence at the end of the day. It's learning all the time. But you will be surprised about some of the dead ends that you cannot go down. So it's a Ooh. quick tip from my side. Go check it out and, uh, you know, shoot us a message. Let us know if you use it and if you think there's some value there. Uh, but pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, I get it. I know your boss. I love that simple. Simplicity there to me, you know, it's because if your boss likes the long form business case, mm -hmm. then deliver it, you know, and if they want something short and sweet, um, deliver that and, and put it on a summary page. So, love that advice, that's fantastic, really appreciate that. So, so as we start wrapping out on the questions, um, what is the one thing uh, that a woman in leadership can do right now to start building the personal problem? Um, figure out what you're good at, yeah. That is, that is the number one thing, because I think sometimes people, I, I, I know that I've done it, and I, 90% of the people that, I, that I've coached have done it, you think your, your strength is one thing, but when you do the actual work, you're like, oh, I'm actually super good at this. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, because people do have self-confidence issues, and there'll be people listening out there, and I suffered from this, you know, early on in my career, that people say, hey, Mike, you're pretty good at that. You know, you should pursue that. I'm like, no, I'm not really good at that. You're just saying that to make me feel good. And, you know, that way, because, you know, those, you not necessarily negative tendencies, they just lack of confidence sometimes. And, uh, and how do people overcome that? You know, you, you'll see that, I'm sure you see that many times, getting people to take that first step. How, how, how do they do that? Do they look at themselves in the mirror and just shout at themselves and say, go oh, do it, uh, You know, do they go and watch a box season at 24 and get motivated? Or, you know, or what, what do they do? So the, the simple exercise that I, that I have people do, um, super simple, is take 30 minutes and write down 10 to 15 things, you know, over the last however many years you want to go back that you've done and that you've done really, really well. Um, and then put it on something that you can take it with you so that when you're feeling down, you can pull out that list and be like, oh, I'm a badass. <laughs> yeah, and not be afraid to admit that. Yeah. Because if you do it in a in a humble way, it's not it's not you know boasting or or or, or being egotistical, but it's just recognizing that self influence, yep. isn't it? Yep. And yeah. everyone has things that they've done and that they've done well. And people start off and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can get to ten things, you know. And then when you you're sitting there really really thinking about it, you know, you're at twenty. So it's like it's really just taking that time and devoting time to you know, you saying, this is what I've gotten done and I've gotten it done really well. So it's not necessarily what I'm good at. It's that like truly like, you're like, I have done so much. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is. And well, this is a question for me and it gets slightly off script. It, it's just something different, but um, is there any value do you think in Building on that exercise where, you know, I'm sat here and I'm going to start at one and I'm going to fill in some pages 
uh, I'd probably break it down into social, business, you know, friendship, you know, what I'm good, what I'm bad at, things like that. Um, is there any value in me writing down what I think, but then say going to my wife, somebody who knows me, you know, I've been with my wife for 23 years approaching, is there any value in me sort of not showing her my answers, but saying, hey, write 10 things down that you think I do really, really well. Yes. Then, maybe then go to a professional colleague who's not, you know, a relationship that's professional who's known me for 20 years and me and say, hey, could you write me down 10 things that you think I do really, really well? And then sort of pulling those and overlaying them to see if there's any consistency. Is that a good thing or does that steer away from my own personal vision? And I suppose that's just something I'd love to learn because I've come across people who say, Mike, get it down, get it nailed down. You know what you've got to, you know, you've got actual results to back it up. Don't, you know, don't trust people who who don't know you as well, or people who are not looking at it in the context of you, you, the situation. And I just love your thing, so totally off script, totally different <laughs> uh, Because I've had it both ways where people say, Mike, put yours down, get somebody who knows you intimately and, and relationship-wise, and get somebody who knows you professionally, pick it out, go for that. And then I've had other people who say, don't do that, put it down for you only, and then follow your path. Um, I'd just love to get your input on that. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, of data. Um, so I think the more data you have, the better. So if you can go to your wife and say, you know, what are, what are my greatest strengths? And you can go to your a peer and say, what are my greatest strengths? And go to a leader and say that. And then maybe say, go to your kids and say, you know, what, what, what do you think I'm good at, kids? And then you will, there will be things that, that overlap. But I think one of the things that um, helps even more with this exercise is they're going to name things that you didn't realize were a strength for you. So you're going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that um, my, my children saw me that way and that they, they think that I'm really good at this. Interesting. Or, um, you know, that my, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that my boss thought that my strategic vision was like a strength of mine. So you're able, I think when you open that up, you, you learn about yourself because you, you just have your perspective. So when you're putting down your strengths, it's just that one narrow view. And as a coach, I'm all about you know, opening the aperture and getting, getting multiple perspectives. Oh, that's brilliant. I really appreciate you sharing that. And thank you for adding that extra question in there. I'll put in an extra question at the end there just to sort of get some clarity because, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the quality that Tamika delivers um, in her programs. And as I say, if you want to learn more, head over to CSCoaching.com. If you're interested in going out of uh, Phuket in Thailand in October to one of um, uh, Tamika's retreats, we're going to talk about that in a moment. You can head over to CSCoaching.com forward slash event hyphen uh, directory. Um, and just tell us what these retreats are a little bit about, uh, Tamika. Um, you know, if somebody's a woman in business, a woman in leadership, um, you know, what can they expect? Of course, they can learn more on the website at that event hyphen directory uh, URL extension. I've just given you the link will be in the show notes if you're listening on the app. Um, but what could they expect? What, talk me through what that event and the retreat looks like. So this, this particular retreat is going to be um, a, a very, very unique experience for, for some because it's, it's a two-hour workshop for five days. And then following the workshop is a two-hour spa treatment. So we're going to do some pretty intense work during the workshops. And it's going to start with um, kind of some self-discovery. So I go through my five senses of self. Um, so it helps you with your self-esteem, your self-confidence, you know, down through self-acceptance. And there are exercises that we're going to do each day to get right. you there, to get you to, to full self-acceptance. Um, and it's not, it's not just woo. Like it is very much into what are you going to do 
when you get back. When you're when you're back in your job and your world, what are the, what are the things that you're going to do so that you you keep this feeling with you, so that you keep this empowerment and you can keep this going. That's brilliant. And talk to me. So the two-hour workshops, spot rooms are always great. Uh, <laughs> and then, do you do sort of team-building events, or is you know what what does that what else does that look like? You know, you're five days in in, in yeah. So we're going to have um, team dinners. We're going to have shopping. We're going to have tons and tons of different things. Uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's structured so that um, people can, it, it, you can go to your, your boss and say, this is what I'm going to do and this is why I think you should pay for it. Actually, I have, I have instructions on that on, on my, my LinkedIn articles uh, so that it is structured so that you, you are going to get something out of that. So when you yeah. go to work, when you come back, you're going to be a different person. Yeah. Um, but you're also, you know, going to have fun while you're there. Because uh, one of my one of my models of people that know me, like I always say, you work too many hours a day to not have fun while you're there. So I'm all about having fun. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, it's it's an amazing sort of place in the world. And why uh, that location? You know, is, is is that something that you've done before, or is 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 that just something that uh, is is related to bringing out the best of this particular type of retreat? You know, because a lot of people say, you know, especially bosses say, hey, well, why is it not in domestic US? So, you know, is less to go or whatever. But I'm just wondering why you chose that. I just, so I, I have a, my, my favorite aunt is absolutely beautiful, wonderful woman. And she is a, a flight attendant with Delta. And she, at one year, Delta gave their flight, gave everyone like a, a, a first class trip anywhere. Brilliant. And so she took me to Thailand and we went to Phuket and it was like the best vacation I've ever had in my entire life. So that, that place has a very special meaning to me. Oh, absolutely right. And uh, as I say, if you can connect with it, that's where you do your best work. Yeah. As well. So that's great. Uh, Tabaka, I am so privileged to have interviewed you today. Uh, thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, the work that you do, your views on why supporting women in leadership to build a personal brand is so important. It, it just so makes so much sense. Um, I appreciate your exper experience so much. Um, if we were to try and condense down um, as we wrap out on the show here, um, three pro tips. We've got women sat there, and you know, there may be some men who was wanting to do this as well, of course, and we're not going to exclude you guys. Um, I'm just saying this, but if we were going to drill down and sort of bring three pro tips to the table for somebody wanting to get started with this, um, what would you, you sort of bring them out to sort of say, get started one, two, and three as a summary recap? To get started with personal branding or food? Yeah, yeah, supporting women in leadership and get started with a personal brand. Yeah, so just what's the three pro tips to get them started? Um, three pro tips, I would say, if you're in a big organization and have HR, go to your HR person and see what supportive care they have. If they can do a 360, if they can give you access to coaching. Yep. So start with your HR group. Yep. Um, if you don't have HR, then scour the internet and look for a coach because that's yep. going to be your, your next best thing. Um, do exactly what you said. Ask around, what am I good at? Yeah. And then you can figure out you know, those things that do need to build, you need to build into your personal brand. Yeah. And then focus on those strengths. So when it comes to what do you want to be known for, let it be those strengths. So if five people said that, you know, what you're really, really, really good at is um, making people feel accepted, let that be your brand. Yeah. That's what you're known for. 
yeah. that's where you come through us. And you know, if you dial down and become good at one thing, you know, it's like it's like the Apple technology thing. Whether you love Apple or you're an Android, it doesn't make a difference. But you know, Apple were good at one thing. They used to boil it down to simplicity and then communicate. Yeah. Really, really well. So it make, that makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. So, Tamika, thanks ever so much uh, again. Um, I'm super appreciative for the time that you've taken out uh, of your day. I know how valuable it is. Um, you know the value that you provided is immense. So uh, you know, I, I, I can't thank you enough. So just, just really thank you for being on the show. It's, it, thank it's, you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great. And again, if you want to check out uh, Tamika online, head over to CSCoaching.com. If you're interested in the October retreat to Thailand, uh, you can uh, just search in the events section of the website and get an event hyphen directory. Um, so thanks again, Tamika. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you real soon on the follow-up show to this. And as always, we appreciate you continuing your growth engine development. Uh, as always, to get in the game, go do the hustle, go make it happen. And we're going to catch up with you on another Open Mic podcast real, real soon. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to The Open Mic, brought to you by The Success Hub. To find out more and to get the resources we have mentioned in this podcast episode, simply visit blog.thesuccesshub.io and view the podcast section. Thanks for listening and we look forward to catching up with you in our next episode. This podcast and associated materials is published under copyright to the Success Hub. All rights reserved. No reproduction of this material is permitted.